0: mining is a non-renewable resources. It does not actually um, uh, grow. Yeah, it does not, yeah. They, they can extract um, the minerals for 10, 15 years. What happens if the minerals is finishing? Right. It will actually lead more huge consequences on the environment and on the human aspect.
1: Hey everybody, and welcome to BRIMP. This week I'm so excited to bring to you all a conversation that I had with Bessa Kaoma, who's the environmental education manager for an organization called Conservation Lower Zembezi. Now we talk a little bit about his life growing up in the Copper Belt, starting out his career as a gardener, and then evolving to an environmental education manager a little bit about what that means with regard to the NGO coalition Save Zambezi, Save Zambezi, and the work that he's doing right now to combat the Congolui copper mine that is being planned for operation in the Lower Zambezi National Park. Hope you all enjoy. Thanks for being here. Also, I apologize in advance, but our internet connection was not great during our conversation, so the audio might be a little bit choppy along the way. Thanks. Great. So maybe we can start out with a little bit about you, Bessa, um, and where you grew up. And I'm also curious about how you became passionate about environmental education and um, how you became to working with the, uh, the Conservation Lower Zambezi, as well.
0: Okay. <clears throat> yeah, um, I actually came up, um um the interest in environmental uh, issues when I just left school. Um when I left school I was actually uh, employed at Mundawanga Botanical Gardens. And at mm-hmm. that time I was very I was unskilled. So in Mundawanga, of the gardens, they actually initiated an environmental education center. And also we were doing also uh, interpretation guiding the, the, the garden and, and the, the, the park. At that mm. time, they removed, they removed the word zoo because uh, zoo doesn't sound very very comfortable. So they removed yeah. the, the word not zoo so, they actually added another way, which was park. So, it was Munawanga Environmental Botanical Gardens and, and the park. So, from there, I just developed uh, my interest in nature. I started learning within, uh, <coughs> within my own time. And also, luckily, I met uh, one of the um, uh, passionate and dedicated uh, manager who came way from the UK, Emma Stone. And from there, Emma actually saw potential in me. And she started actually um, uh, they were actually modeling me to become one of the educators in Zambia. And the, from my um, uh, enthusiasm and also uh, working hard, yeah, I end um, um the scholarship. Uh, where i did my first best guiding which uh, uh, is a certain organization yeah on the uh, and then from there i got in the scholarship to south africa And when i returned to zambia yeah actually i was elevated now from the gardener to an environmental education um uh, environmental education uh, uh, officer, and, mm-hmm. uh, from there um, I developed a lot of uh, interesting. Sorry. And uh, at that time at Munawanga, we were actually working with local schools in Misaka
1: mm-hmm. And
0: the, in Misaka they had n- they had no, no knowledge about the environmental ed- education. So when they did when they were coming to our education center in Mundawanga, we developed a, a curriculum for the schools when they were coming in. So we had a lot of different types of topics. When they come, we teach, we teach, and later on, we take them around in the park. And mm-hmm. so, what are the people from this area to appreciate wildlife? Um, I worked there um, almost for four or five years, and also I left Ndwanda. Yeah, I, was, I wanted us to expand my knowledge. I want to work the uh, the I went there as a as a world of safari guide and also I did a, a field guide a training course and I I qualified. I took briefly in safari, guide, in safari guiding. And again I left in uh, 2010 I joined service laws and because I wanted to do what uh, I liked most uh, in the yeah, from there, um looking at uh, the impact um, on wildlife. And most of these school children surrounding the laws of base, actually, they were the sons and daughters of poachers. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the program actually, at the time I joined conservation laws uh, of base, it was almost like dead. So I was now actually in charge of restarting least the pro- the, cutting the project around the laws of base. And it took, it took about two years to restart the program in all the areas of Lauazambezi, Lofunsa, Chiao, Chongwe, Chinunyu, and Luangwa. So I had to go around all these areas to visit schools and also restart the conservation clubs in these schools. And after two years, actually, I could see that all the schools now, their clubs now, they've actually uh, restarted and they're working properly. Yeah, and also from there, we we had no curriculum which can support our conservation laws and based environmental education program. So again, I came up with the um, uh, idea to design a local-based environmental education curriculum for the teachers who are actually implementing the project. So we came up with a local um, curriculum which up now teachers, they are using their schools when I'm not there. So the education program actually um, has got uh, several um, components where we have school. This is where we have school children coming to our environment to spend three or four nights to learn about the importance of wildlife, the importance of the environment, why we need to protect it. And also we do have another. Um, component, which is the outreach program. I do go out in these schools, work with actually work with the five schools in our program. So I do go out for outreach program and the outreach program is a theme outreach program based on the environmental threat in each area. For example, I talk about Lofunsa. Yeah, when I go into Lofunsa, actually, I use, uh, I come up with a theme, is about poaching because the Lufthansa area is so famous for poaching. So, yeah. I go there with them just to try and teach the, the children schools to understand the impact of poaching on our wildlife and the environment. Yeah. And also, we do have another component, which is a, a teacher training workshop. We do involve right. teachers as well because these are competent teachers and are able to implement our, our project. And also, we do have a scholarship pro, uh, pro, uh, program for the Children, those who are in conservation clubs.
1: Mm. We do
0: have a, a three-year uh, scholarship from, uh, from grade 10 to grade 12. Full responsibility. And also we do have another scholarship level at university level. So, so far I've got about eight children from the local area studying different uh, courses. Some are actually undertaking wildlife management course at um, uh, university. yeah, mm-hmm. And also, we do have also at the University of Zambia doing environmental education, and also we do have um, uh, one also doing uh, natural success management under uh, and, uh, and uh, with uh, a little bit in the university. So, with this kind of um, scholarship, we are trying to motivate the school children, those who are involved in the conservation club to to motivate them to understand why they are protecting the environment. And also we want also other people in these local areas to understand the importance of conservation and the best Look at their their children, all from secondary um, level to the university level. And we want to come back in the business to one of the ecologists, to one of the educators, to inspire others within the area, and it to give them more, um, more um, to, with, to have more support mm-hmm. to understand the benefit of protecting the natural resources. Yeah, I think uh, that's amazing. Uh, that's, yeah, uh, actually, um, I love actually my work about passion with working with the children. Yeah, And yeah. Uh, I want to. I want to to next will be 20 years or 15 years uh, I want to see another visa doing the thing I'm doing also to be the ambassadors in the communities also to try to share the knowledge with other members of the community that's my uh, my goal I want to be I want to see uh, I several vessels around uh, Zambia, around um, um, the laws Zambezi. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. And um, it's a lot of amazing programs happening all at once. And it seems like you had a, a big part to play in starting all of it. So congratulations. I also, I resonate a lot with it, um, with the story of, especially the kids from Lusaka, because you know, coming from New York City, my relationship with the environment around me is very complicated right i i grew up on concrete um and there weren't many parks around me unless i went and uh, sought them out um so i i feel like i myself am reimagining my own relationship with the environment around me um and so i i appreciate people like you who are going out of your way to um to educate people about why that's important and um I have appreciated people in my life that have done that as well. So thank you. Um, I guess my my next question is centered around, you know, you're doing all this amazing work in conservation and teaching school kids, but also teaching teachers. I love that approach. Um, I'm also curious, you know, I've learned about this this new open mine, this new open copper mine pit that is being built um, called the Kongalui mine. Um, Have you had much exposure to what's going on with that? What have you heard that's happening now um, and how it's impacting the the Zambezi, especially around some of the areas that you've worked in?
0: Yeah, actually, before I respond to your question, I just wanted to add on what I've just said that I've just missed out. I'm also actually heavily involved in community engagement uh, program. Yeah, I've actually worked with the community for about, it was for 12 years. Yeah, I do also actually support uh, women in actually income generating projects. We have done so many actually in, you know, in Shiawa GMW and also we are expanding the same project to Fusa GMW, where we have this uh, uh, place of the mining. Uh, where most of the people in that area are, they are supporting the mining. So we have also extended a lot of uh, um, some projects in that area where we are actually empowering the local women, empowering um, also the youths, um, where we have actually um, uh, initiated another project or uh, a uh, under Mike project where we are um, uh, building up GenBW. um, um, a GW, um uh, offices and the uh, and the staff houses and also we have also uh, the social project yeah, Red Scouts where we have employed the local um, uh, youth those who have actually completed the uh-huh. twelve. They are also actually involved in um, protecting the environment. They are, they are scouts. They were trained. They are they are certified. They are be able. They are actually able to handle the firearms. And also, they are protecting the area around the walls of Beze. Yeah, actually, with those kind of projects, we want to try to uh, to remind the people in that area that uh, these are the benefits of conservation. Because we talk about the mining issue, it doesn't actually uh, support with our core business. Yeah, because it's uh, on the mining uh, part, I know it's one of the driving um, uh, thing in in Zambian economy, but. It doesn't actually make sense uh, if you are putting in something in, in a in a well um, uh, um, in a, a, a variable area like in the lower Zambezi. I think it doesn't make sense. There are a lot of processes in, in Zambia where they can actually put up the mining in the lower Zambezi.
1: Right, because it, it seems like there are a lot of copper mines and other types of mines on the copper belt, right? Sort of in that north. Western part of the country, but that the Lower Zambezi National Park has been very protected, right? Uh, and I, I had the chance to spend a little time there, and it's it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and I can I can't really imagine having a copper mine, an open field copper mine, right in the middle of all of that, right? I mean, have you what What have you heard in terms of the? Because I know that there's a, a coalition of NGOs and local leaders, and I know conservation. Laura Zambezi is a part of that sort of coalition to to oppose the mine being built. What what have you heard about what, what what's going on with all?
0: Yeah, actually, just to, to just take, take your back. Well, this mining actually started actually, mm. so years years back actually on a small scale and mining yeah. and from there actually it um, started actually becoming um, something uh, big where allow we had um, on an Australian um which actually um, was actually lobbying the government to, to open a, a very big mine in the middle of in the middle of the national park and also uh, uh in 2014 there was a lot of um uh, a lot of um um programs actually uh, going under the same controversial mining yeah this is where Zema, Zambian Environmental environmental agents actually they did a lot of um meetings with the, the communities yeah they started with the 3WC, um the longer community in yeah where there is a uh, a huge um uh, number of people supporting the mining, yeah, because of unemployment in the area and because of lack of benefit from the local natural resources access from there, um, the, the national park. From my own my own opinion, I'll say yes, they are right, uh, and uh, to demand that they are not getting any uh, benefit from the national park. Yeah, for me, I'll say yes, they are right, but that's not the uh, uh, only method they can actually get the benefit by damaging the environment, yeah. Yes, the mining could be there on a short term of period. The mining is a non renewable resources. It does not actually um, uh, grow. Yeah, It does not, yeah. They, they can extract um, the minerals for 10, 15 years. What happens if the mineral is finishing? Right. It will actually move more huge consequences on the environment and on human aspect. And again, the same the market they came to Chiao for another community engagement about the mining. Okay? because that's a that's a law you know, to get the community members before you start up and project in an in, in a, in a an abandoned abandoned area. So what happened um, in um in Chihuahua, we, we actually came up out with a point looking at the, the area um and the damage the mining bring to the park and the, from the, the report from the original report uh, under um, zema when uh, the last uh, the regime actually zema rejected the mining, right. rejected right. Originally, they rejected. They rejected. They looked at uh, the aspect of um, environmental impact issues of the mining. Look at it; it is a large scale, which are, which actually is going to have a very impact on the environment, not only in Zambia, but as our neighbors, right, Zimbabwe. These are the, this is the government that initiated the project. They actually this, is this project, uh, they are the ones actually that gave out a mining license for 25 years in the park. So we had 25 uh, years. Uh, we had about 25 years, yes. So we had the MMD government gave out the license and also the PF government came in because the license was given by the Zambian government. So they could not do anything. So also the BF government carried on with the same um, arrangement. And from there again, we have now another government within the UPND. They're also coming in with different statement, okay? Saying it's not us, it's the, the, the past regime. Said, no, you can't do that. You are the government, mm-hmm. you have the powers. Yeah, if, if are the other government that can make some mistakes, you need to collect those mistakes.
1: Right, so is that where the NGO coalition comes in?
0: Uh, in May, we, um, as um, a coalition of uh, NGOs, actually we came together uh, trying to um, to come up with them um, uh, to um, a program to stop um, the mining in the Lord of uh, We came up with a um, uh, with a uh, with a project called Save Zambezi, Save Zambezi. That was our actually our slogan. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were actually asking the public, the community to petition the government. And we had a lot of actually, uh, uh, the numbers actually went um, more than 30, 35,000 signatures around the world and, and in Zambia. And uh, in October last year, we launched the Zambezi, Safe Zambezi. We launched and we invited uh, one of the ministers of um, of lands in the new government yeah, as a guest of honor. We tried to, to engage in the minister of tourism, the minister of good, good economy, and that's not actually in the, in the office. So they had a lot of things to, to do. So they were actually committed, but Luckily, we had one minister uh, who came actually as, an, as a guest and uh, representing the government, Yeah, which was well, well held in Lilai, And we also actually involved in, uh, several chiefs, actually, from Chiawa, chiefs chief of Chiawa, also involved in um, uh, chief Bundabunda, and also involved in um, chieftains in pancha These are pro-mining chiefs. They are, they are not ants. They actually, uh-huh. aren't they actually are mining. They actually not supporting the mining to take place in the laws of business park. So, um, on the community side, I engaged a lot of uh, uh, community um, influence uh, influencers, especially the, the chiefs. So the three chiefs also attended the same um, the launch of the Save Zambesi, Safe um in October. They also attended, and they, we also had a lot of documentary um, films, actually, which wanted us to, to send out the message to the public. So we engaged a lot of um, high top Zambian artists who actually were also involved in, in the campaign. Actually, the campaign actually was actually well received by the Zambians. Yeah, and the well, these, um, top artists and musicians, actually, they did um, a, a recommendable job Voicing out, and because why we do this because they have got huge followers on their uh, on their Facebook page yeah. And, yeah. and their fans, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we thought we need to use these people as, as influencers, and the, we had a huge number of uh, um, signatures petitioning against the mining there in the lower Zambezi, yeah. So it came this year, twenty twenty two. That's when everything actually came out like, uh, uh, like it was a fire. Now coming out now. Yeah, and the, we engaged a lot of um, uh, conservation uh, environmental organizations, uh, also came on board. Uh, others also, they are doing their own thing, um, uh, surrendering the government in, co- in court. Yeah. Some cases are still there. Yeah. And also, as a coalition, yeah, at the moment of the coalition, we are actually still fighting this uh, uh, campaign. We want to make sure that. Uh, the mining actually can be stopped, and the laws are busy. Yeah, and also looking at the Mumbesi uh, resources, uh, actually they are they are statements. Actually, they don't carry weight, and uh, they are not substantial uh, to what they are actually uh, telling the telling the the public. Yeah, because. Uh, currently, um, Thomas, I, I can tell you currently um, tourism sector in the laws and based on that employs more than 1,000 people. Right, yeah. And if you and if you look at the wage bill, it's about four million dollars, a wage bill, okay? Now, yeah. they are coming in and saying, they want to you know, actually to employ about, let's say 200, 300 people. I don't think they'll be able to support the community. Honestly Mm -hmm. speaking,
1: it's not renewable, right? I mean, they're they're, they might be employing people, but what happens when the resource is gone? I I love what you said of the the copper isn't growing anywhere, right? It's it's going to be gone at some point, right? So. It's short-term versus long-term as well, it seems.
0: Yeah, very true. And also, to our surprise, um, the government as well, the current government, okay, we are disappointed because we asked them in the office to correct these long things other governments did. But to our surprise, they've actually carried on and saying because our our friend did this, we are also doing it because of our friends. No, it doesn't work like that. We are also disappointed because we believe that the president has the power to stop this thing, to go ahead. And also they are saying that the Zambians will be able to to benefit. I I actually um, refuse um, 100%. Why I refuse? Because the owner of the mine, the owner of the mine, is a Chinese. Chinese the government, Chinese right? And the government they are not actually giving this out in the public. Zambians who are actually part of the the same uh, project, there are few Zambians, and they have got few percent per, per, percentages in the same project. Most of the Zambians are about two percent. 2%, and they're saying it, it will empower Zambians. No, it won't empower Zambians. Yes, it will empower Zambians, those who are actually actively involved in the project, not the masses, not the masses. I refuse, not the masses, because where I refuse. They'll extract everything, and the money will be channelled out of Zambia. The government just will get money okay, to do something, but not as local Zambians, we will, ne- will not, not actually be empowered or be able to benefit and employment will be on labor. You talk about, if if, if, if if talk about the Chinese, all the projects they've done in Zambia or around Africa, they have actually violated human rights. They have got violated liberals they fire and they hire. Now, how the Zambians are going to, to benefit? They won't benefit. Hmm. We, we, all are, we all know that the Chinese. They were, they're just coming here to make a huge damage in our most valuable national park. And they will leave a wall in the middle of the park. The animals, we won't be there look at the consequences i can actually even if there is any experts in technology of mining discharge if we can use any technology believe me it will actually damage the environment the blasting the discharge would be going into the zambezi river the fish will be gone The animals will be gone. The environment will be gone. The only thing which us Zambians are going to benefit is the war in the middle of the park when everything will be extracted. And look at our future generation. They will also suffer. The unborn babies, because we're looking at the environmental impact of the mining, the discharge. If you look at the copper belt, I was born on the copper belt. My father was a miner. I've seen the damage in the Coba You can't see a, a tree growing. It's on this aloe, aloe vera trees, which are actually um, growing. Now, if you come to the lower base look at the beautiful environment which one as going to Actually, the future generation will hold us accountable for what are we are going to do. We are going to damage. We would damage this precious area where we before I was born. Our ancestors protected it for us. A lot of people have actually benefited. Some are still benefiting. Then we bring in the mining in the middle of the park. Yes, we understand. Driving is one of the, uh, mining is one of the drivers of our economy. But you can't bring a mine in an in already ex- existing. Place which I do, where the government are also collecting revenue. There are a lot of places in Zambia where they can do mining, not in the park, a speaking. It's helped me. I've worked in the laws and base for for the past 13 years. Now I can see with my own eyes the laws and base being damaged. I feel so sad. I feel so sad. Yeah. So I'm becoming emotional because I'm looking at the impact which is coming ahead of us, the impact. I'm looking at the model, the model of the project. It has got huge consequences, huge consequences. It's not talking about yeah. us, it's talking about the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They will extract everything, the Chinese. I don't trust
1: Chinese.
0: Hmm. Everything will be actually extracted. Hmm. They will benefit themselves. We have seen some examples. I think you, you, when you went to the Kuba Belt, you passed through Kawe.
1: Yeah, there we went through Kawe. Mm-hmm. It the is. And you, coast can coast see, you can see the smog from the mines over the city. And you're right. There, there are no trees growing. There are no trees growing. Yeah. And it's, went it's very people.
0: similar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You saw the Black Mountain. I did. Look at the yeah. partitions over there. Look, look, look. If, you, if I can give you an example, along the along the, the Livingston Lord Mazabuka, what a in, in nickel mining in Malari. The Chinese are all in mind for four years. They got everything. Today, what is there? Nothing. It's a white elephant. These are just examples we are actually looking at. These are examples. And we have got better examples of good better evidence, the impact of the mining. And as Zambians, yes, we have the ant mining and the pro mining. The pro mining are those people who are actually the greed individuals, those who are directly involved in this project. From our side, as, as environmentalists or conservationists, we are against. We are actually asking the government to make a, a light decision which can beat, which can actually benefit, benefit both us Zambians and the future generation. We, yeah. we want them not to look at today. We want them to look at the future. Mm. This mining project is, is not sustainable as they are putting it, using the word "sustainable," it's not sustainable. Let them come out and open and tell us the truth.
1: Yeah, and like you said, the you know the Zambezi runs through six countries and flows out into the Indian River, uh, Indian Ocean through Mozambique too. So it it impacts Zambia as well as many of your neighbors in Southern Africa as well. And it's a it's not just you know, one community that's being impacted, it's millions of people. Um, so I, I, everyone's connected. And I think that's an important piece of all of this, too. And I, I guess I, I want to make sure people understand, you know, even if they're far away, you know, how can we be supportive? Um, one thing that I saw on the Save Zambezi, Safe Zambezi um, documents. Was a link to the Change.org website where you can sign the petition to stop the mine. Um, is that something that you? One of the things you'd recommend, and what else? How else can we engage with with the campaign of of these of the NGOs and and the coalition?
0: Yeah, actually, it has actually helped us actually. Growberry, one district to voice out. Growberry is able also to. Uh, to support us and also to understand uh, the impact. Because if you talk about the laws and business park, it's one of the uh, national parks actually uh, well-documented, well-known with abundant wildlife. Uh, A lot of people around the world have visited the the park. So we are trying to actually to inform uh, to um, bring this awareness to everyone around the, the globe to understand that this thing going on so us Zambians would like to stop it because it's not a good project it don't benefit the Zambians it don't beat even people actually, although people also out there and globally they'll be also affected and they, they won't have any chance of coming down to the lower zombieambi they want they want they want to come and enjoy they've they they been enjoying because they've got Zambia, other people globally who actually are local Zambians the second home When they are here, they want to go to the world's best. Now, if that thing happens, they also to be affected. So that's why we actually came up with this campaign where uh, it should be globally and locally. And and then we can also uh, show uh, the government, look at the the petition. People are against locally and globally.
1: Mm. Okay, so I will make sure that everyone um, my network has access to that link where we can we can sign up and sign the petition against um, the Kongalui mine. Um, and then I, I also would love to, to stay in touch and to hear updates on how the how the fight is going. Um, you know, I, I've been in touch with a few different activists um, who are involved in the project. Um, including Estella on your team, who's been very helpful, and um, even a few artists as well, because I love that angle, sort of the power of art and music to, to raise awareness as well. <laughs> like you said, these, these people are very popular, they're very famous, and how can they use their platforms um, to get the word out? So I, I think what you've done is amazing, and the program is so multifaceted. So you're working in so many different ways, um, and there, there there are so many ways to be engaged. So um, we'll start with a petition, and then let's stay in touch. And if there are any other ways that that I can help support or share with my my network, um, let let's plan on 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 keeping up to date with all of that too. If if you're open to that,
0: different um, since I've got um... Yeah, the, uh, the contact, uh, I'll be able also to update. Yeah, okay. because I'm, I'm more actually involved in, also in the, the same campaign, but on the community mm. side, mm. Uh, that's my, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm
0: so uh, connected with the community side. I actually um, do uh, a lot with the community. Yeah, and the, right. also in May also, we have a few clothes coming in, a few crew in May because from states as well. Yeah, they're coming out actually as well, yeah. Also picking up some some people in the interviewing them, also took a with the mining, yeah. And also going all around uh, the two chiefs also, yeah, in May. And uh, I'll keep you posted there when we're done with it. That's the same actually campaign. We are still actually fighting. Please
1: do. And yeah, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Um, you know, from the time that I spent in the Lower Zambezi, I, I, I do feel like it is a second home for me as well. Um, but, you know, we all have a part to play in, in, uh, in maintaining what it is today um, for future generations, like you said. So um, thank you again for, for the work you're doing, for your time with me today. And um, yeah, I look forward to staying in touch and, and seeing how we can be supportive.
0: Thomas, you're welcome every, every every time. Just knock the door, knock the door, you're welcome. You're just a fantastic man. I'm, I'm so happy that uh, if we can have such kind of people like you uh, globally actually uh, fighting uh, for something uh, which is not in your area, but because of your environmental um, uh, uh, attach, attachment uh, to, to you, you're actually fighting outside. Uh, and actually, this is very amazing and, um, and when start talked about it how was so i was I was so happy to hear that we have got other people out there globally fighting for this campaign and the people other people are coming on board with your network we are actually um, actually hoping that this mining will be stopped. that's our goal and uh, thank you so much again um thomas also for um, keeping patient that we can uh, talk. I've been postponing, postponing, but you kept on actually waiting and waiting. And mm-hmm. uh, thank you so much. Please keep on the self spirit, and also God bless you. Please God keep bless in touch.
1: You too. A, thank you so much, and um, yes, let's please stay in touch and, and thank you again. Right, so is that where the NGO coalition comes in?